Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon, and you should too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners to the Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me as always is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know the most here with us. Hey, everybody. During the explosive growth of home electronics, but before the rise of online shopping, brick-and-mortar stores were the mecca for Gen X electronics nerds like us, of course, you listening probably. (laughs) In this episode, we look back at the origin, history, and ultimate demise of computer super retailer CompUSA. Oh, I still still miss CompUSA. So sad. (laughs) I miss any store that sells electronics. It wasn't just CompUSA. They're all freaking gone. Yeah, it's it's, it's nobody but the behemoth now, Best Buy. That's not (laughs) a Yeah, electronic Best store. Buy. Yeah. I agree. We'll, 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 we'll do our anger about that in a minute. But <laughs> before we expand on that, it's time for a little fourth listener email. And the fourth listener this time is Karen F. Longtime listener, but a recent patron just a few months ago. She joined us. Thank you, Karen. Oh, yeah. Uh, she wrote in with the subject line, John Hughes road trip movies. Oh, of course. <laughs> I have gotten a lot of feedback on that. George, I think that backtrack was your suggestion and it was a good one because we're getting a lot of folks that are really enjoyed that. That's always good to know. <laughs> it is, yeah. George was right. Put that in the books. No, no, no. George was right. <laughs> I marked it down. Don't worry. <laughs> it's in a spreadsheet. <laughs> Damn it. John, we talked about this. We can't let yeah. George know these things. Come on. You know, he's no—he's not even joking. I bet he does have a spreadsheet. I do have a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Karen says, I listened to the new episode during my lunch hour at work today and I was so happy to hear you guys start with Dutch. Oh, oh good. okay. Because that was one you hadn't actually watched before, John, right? I had not. No, yeah. no. Yeah. And I'm sad that I hadn't. I'm happy that I found it, but sad that I missed it all those years. Yep. She says, I love that movie so much that after I saw it, I wrote Ethan a fan letter and he wrote back. Ethan wow. Emery? Oh, well. That's right. Karen actually wrote an article about her experience with Dutch and writing to Ethan and getting a response back. And she wrote an article over on the Retro Network. She sent us a link. Mo, nice. I'm giving you that link if you would to put it down in the show notes for our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's well-written, Karen. Wow, great writer over at the Retro Network. And then I read more of her stuff once I kind of went down a rabbit hole. She has a picture of the letter that he sent back and the autographed picture. It's a handwritten that, letter, too. Yeah, yeah, neat stuff. Wow. Uh, yeah, so listener, you should go check out Karen's article. I enjoyed reading it. It was nice. She went on to say, also, I have an addition to the Planes, Trains, and Automobiles segment, the scene with Steve Martin and Edie McClurg. Yep. The car rental place. Oh, yep. yes. Okay. <laughs> Can't secretary. forget that ambrosia salad. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she's on the phone and she's talking to somebody yeah. about, you know, I'm not a good cook and I'll bring the ambrosia. Get the little marshmallows. That is a great scene. We didn't even talk about that because there's so much good in that movie. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Thank you, Karen. She wraps it up with forever fourth listener, Aww. Karen F. I love that salutation. Thanks, Karen. That was nice. Yeah, That's absolutely. Awesome. Uh, if you would like your email featured here on the show, like we did with Karen's, we would love to have you. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Read every single one and most of them will make the show eventually all right guys it is time to reminisce and be sad about the loss of comp usa right after this break stick around 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All across America, computers are changing people's lives. And one company is changing the way people buy them. CompUSA. With the brands you want, all at guaranteed low prices. Like Corel Draw 3.0, the easy-to-use, all-in-one graphic software. And find any window document in three seconds with Phoenix Eclipse Find. We're everything you're looking for. Talking about Comp USA, the giant computer electronics retailer, it, it was my favorite store growing up. You said earlier, George, mm-hmm. there was a lot of others out there. It wasn't there the were. first, yeah. it wasn't the last, but it was my favorite. And I'm not just saying that because it's our topic for this backtrack. It was the one that I really enjoyed the most. Yeah, me too. For I mean, sure. For me, I wish I would have enjoyed it growing up. However, my podunk town of a capital of Florida, Tallahassee, didn't have a damn <laughs> Comp USA until I was already in college. Yeah, much later. It mm-hmm. was ridiculous how few of those retailers that we got. We had Radio Shack, which I'm sure was one of their competitors for a long yeah, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. didn't get any of those big box electronics or computer stores like Best Buy or Circuit City or any of those type of things no, really, really until so I was later. 20 years old. Well, you know, Tallahassee, it's only the damn capital of the state. Why would you have anything important there? Well, no, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like having something in Albany. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Says the guy who grew up in New York. Well, you know, and it's exactly <laughs> right. Albany, the capital of New York, everybody assumes New York City is the capital of New York. Right, it's right? Manhattan. It's New York. Especially right. all the people who live in New York City. With Florida, everybody assumes the capital is either Orlando or Miami. Miami or something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. yeah. Or Jacksonville even, right. Or Jacksonville nope. maybe, yeah, but nobody yep. thinks about Tallahassee. It's the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Poor little Albany and Tallahassee. <laughs> well, CompUSA started in 1984. It was originally named The Soft Warehouse, which, first of all, that's um, a great name for a company. It's like software, but it's a warehouse. The Soft Warehouse. I went a whole different direction yeah, with I that name. Yeah, I did too, actually. Wow, yeah, I didn't think I was that was thinking... a good name at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was with George. I'm like, I was not thinking this was a good name at first. <laughs> you but... guys are being filthy. Maybe your enunciation wasn't <laughs> yeah, the same that they had in the commercials or something. he said it, because he said, it's the soft warehouse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't say flaccid warehouse. I said soft warehouse. I anyway. Know. Anyway. Anyway. It was called the soft warehouse. They opened the first soft warehouse superstore uh, on Marsh Lane and Beltline Road in Addison, Texas, as I said, in 1984. Wow. And it was wow. just a single thing. It wasn't a huge chain or anything. There was a lot of Texas electronic stuff in the early 80s, right? I mean, we've seen, uh, what's the 8-bit boring guy, right? He's got that whole series <laughs> about all the different electronics computer manufacturers that were all in the Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas area. Yep. I guess it makes sense why a company like this would start there because you've got all the people making stuff right yeah. there. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Their concept was great. It was literally a, it's like a Sam's Club 
for computer electronics before Sam's Club was a thing, right? It was a huge, huge warehouse. They touted that they stocked 5,000 different computer items always in stock there. Mm. And you could come in and they catered to companies who wanted to do their own sourcing without having to order from a manufacturer, wait and see. You could walk up and touch it, mm-hmm. pick it up and you know see the thing. But also they catered specifically to individuals because this was the computer boom, right? The, the mid 80s is just starting. People are, oh, I have these floppy disks. I need rewritable CDs. Walk in the store, pick something up off the shelf and not just like go to your local five and dime and buy a stack of CDs, you could see 20 different brands and different stuff mm-hmm. and compare. And that was unheard of for computers to have that super, like a warehouse like that. I, I think that was so really cool. jonesing right now for a Costco comp warehouse at this yes, point. Like if there was I know. something like that, that would be I, great. Would, I would literally probably pay, I'd give $150 a year membership to have something like that for in, membership in this town. That was one of those Costco Sam's Club things, but dedicated completely to electronics. Oh, Jesus. As much as I love Amazon, we all love Amazon. Well, George kind of has a love-hate relationship with Amazon. I don't. (laughs) We accept Amazon. (laughs) They're doing the same thing that Walmart did, only they're doing it in the electronics, in the online space. Doing it in the online world. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you're right. The convenience is great, but what I don't like is if I want to buy something big, like a, a toaster or whatever, great. I'll order it from there. What I miss is like, I need a cable. I need a power strip. I need something, you know, to be able to walk into a place that has that on the store and get it the same day mm-hmm. and be able to compare several different ones and put your hands on it. That is lost. And yes. I mean, as you said, Best Buy does not fill that gap. No, we, no. we, we've lost that yeah. entirely. Well, rapid expansion, as you can imagine, the initial software house was a hit. Mm-hmm. They opened their second store four years later, 1988 in Atlanta, Georgia, another mm. giant populous center. Great yeah. place to yeah. drop a store if you're going to do it. One thing is like talking about the competitive and stuff like that because I remember back then most of the electronic stores were converted electronic stores like they weren't electronic stores to start with like I know in New York like the Wiz was a record store that started selling electronics oh, oh something else and they turned it into an oh, electronic yeah. they store turned into oh, yeah. this electronic store you know sure. uh-huh. I mean you said you mentioned earlier the Radio Shack and Best Buy and Computer City all those other places there were a whole bunch of them coming out about that same time I was gonna ask so Computer Circuit City Radio Shack I know Radio Shack was way older. Radio Shack's probably the oldest of all of them, right? Oh, Radio yeah, Shack's been around forever. Yeah. Yeah. But they yeah. were all until, you know, I didn't see some of these until my 20s, but they all felt much smaller than what you're describing of these stores as they started out. Like a super warehouse, none of these stores felt like a big giant Mm-mm. warehouse to me in the places now, I saw. Remember Tweeter? That was a short lived company, but Tweeter was kind of like a CompUSA, but Tweeter, as you, as you might imagine, was more targeted toward like audio files, mm-hmm. right? With speakers and stereos. Okay. But that was like, like a big warehouse kind of thing. Uh, and Best Buy had been around since like 66 or 67 when they first started. Really? Yeah. Now they weren't a Best Buy at first, but the company started all the way back okay. then selling electronics or records. Or I think it started as a record store, actually, Best but Buy. But the thing did. is that they all sold like, we sold TVs or we sold stereo. Now we're going to sell computers because it's the same thing. And it really wasn't. It, exactly right. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. 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 That's garbage. The only, yeah. the only yeah. comparable company out of that list is probably Radio Shack. And yeah. they didn't start off as a computer store, but by the no. time time CompUSA opened, they were solidly in the computer industry. They had their own computer itself. That was something yeah. none of the other, you didn't have a Best Buy TRS-80. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You, you had the TRS-80 and then you had the Coco, the color computer, right. and yeah, many more. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Radio Shack, the, we've talked all about it in our backtrack about Radio Shack. They just ate themselves from the inside and became mm-hmm. a parody of Radio Shack by the yeah. end. No, CompUSA died before Radio Shack. Yes. Radio Shack was hanging on a bit yeah. thereafter. Well, it but it depends on which death, which we're going to get into later. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good point. There's like 27 deaths in the CompUSA history. Cicada deaths or like the real deaths? <laughs> <laughs> 
So they actually changed their name to CompUSA in 1991. Uh, okay. And that's when we you would have first known it as CompUSA because it was still a software house for a bit. But the thing that I most enjoyed reading as I was researching for this backtrack was about one of their long running radio ads. Now, I would love to tell you, and here's, take a listen, here it is. But I can't find a, an extant copy of one of these ads. Oh. But they had an ad featuring a character named PC modem. Like that was his name, right? Okay. That was the okay. character. Hamburglar. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah a, I guess. It was a personality. Yeah. He was played by actor Jack Riley. Why is that name so familiar? Yep. He played Elliot Carlin on Bob Newhart. Oh, Carlin. Okay. Yep. And he was the voice of Stu Pickles in the Rugrats. No, so, he wasn't oh. really. Yeah, yeah. Long, long story, you know, actor. Huh. He starred in over 800 radio commercials for CompUSA. He had a voice. For, I mean, yeah, I could yeah, see it. Yeah, a great voice. But in an article that I read about him, he said that, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you're representing CompUSA and it's all computers and everything. What do you know about computers? Are you a computer expert? And this quote I found from him said, somebody once asked me what DOS stood for. I thought it meant the actor David Ogden Steers. <laughs> <laughs> It's like NPH. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's funny. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Pressbox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Pressbox Access. You may say, Robert, do you really sit around in a tuxedo eating caviar? Of course not. I also sit around in a tuxedo playing computer games in my Hewlett Packard computer from CompUSA. Whoa! Yes! Whoa! Sorry, lost my head. CompUSA, where America buys technology. Immerse yourself in realistic 3D worlds with the HP Pavilion 7965 PC, powered by the Intel Pentium 4 processor. All right, before I name this section, I don't want any chuckles. I don't want any sniggles, no laughter. Hmm? We're going to be talking about growth. <laughs> Growth of, growth of the software house? I'm just saying, I don't want to hear it. See, you couldn't hold it in. It sounds exciting. <laughs> I don't know. There's certain words that just turn me back into like a 10-year-old. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know. It's, maybe it's you guys. I can't tell. No, it's, it's yeah, just only you. CompUSA, you know, they had a, I guess you'd say a little bit of a meteoric rise. I mean, I know they started in 84 with the first store, second store in 88. But in just three years from 88 to 91, they became publicly traded. At that time frame, that seems very fast for me. Nowadays, three years, you'd be like, why weren't you already publicly traded? Yeah, really. But back then, yeah. that was a much slower thing. Well, it took them four years to get their second store open. Right. And yeah. then three years after that, they're enormous, right? Yeah, and back sure. then, you also had to actually show like revenue before yeah, you Yeah, before <laughs> they would accept you on the stock markets and Today, stuff. Today, like, they're like, yeah, we just hope you <laughs> Have you got three yeah. initials? You're on the stock market. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of revenue, at the time in 91, when they started becoming public, they were registering over $2 billion in regular revenue. Mm, 
billion. Enormous. With a B with billion. A B yeah. Billion. Wow. Yeah. Now they would be happy to do $2 revenue, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in 93, shortly after, uh, sort of continuing to grow, as you said, they started offering not just selling the gear, mm-hmm. but they started offering technical services at their customer locations. Okay. So, so you could walk in and get that fixed. That places and- the Tallahassee store after 93 then, because Tallahassee store opened up with technical ah, people working yep. in the back. They had like a little special room over there. You'd bring your PC up to a counter, kind of like what Best yeah. Buy does mm-hmm. with Geek Squad. Mm-hmm. Bring your little PC yeah, up to a Best counter. Buy. I know, right? <laughs> to it, yeah. <laughs> And they would take it back there and they would make an appointment for you to come back in. And John, we even had a common friend who worked in that section. Or who worked there. That's right. For a time. I remember, sure. they, you know, he took me back there one day and showed me the layout of the place. And it was, it was really just one bench that was waist height. And then another bench stacked on top of that, that was about the top of my head. So about six feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they had the desktops on the lower bench and the monitors up on the top <laughs> bench. And they had this weird, like NASCAR pit snake cable racing thing. Like that, umbilical <laughs> thing yeah. to plug everything <laughs> to in. Plug oh, everything yeah. in and yeah. stuff. Imagine that. Yeah. Probably shrink wrap. And right. bundled and yeah, <laughs> had to plug into whatever. For some reason, I never had the same negative feeling about CompUSA's tech support as I do about the offensive geek squad that oh, Best Buy has. They're which clueless. They're leaning too hard into the geek thing. And it's like, j- just call yourselves electronics professionals or whatever. And they don't do a good job of it anyway. Yeah. Or yeah, regardless. Uh, yeah. So continuing to grow 96, they did what stupid Radio Shack failed to do for a decade. They launched their online business, CompUSA. USA.com. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, it's 96. That's still a, that's yeah, maybe a little days. late to the game, but yeah, it's 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 on the le- it's a bit on the leading edge, right? So got smart. That that was good for them. Yeah, that's about when people are starting to make fun of you've got male tone. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's about the same time. Now, I remember this specifically because at the time, George, you and I both lived in Tallahassee. Remember when it used to be Apple could only be bought from Apple.com. Yeah. And CompUSA partnered with Apple to put the Apple store, before there were Apple stores, to put an Apple store in side of CompUSA. And you could go in and buy a Macintosh or you could do whatever, right? It's like having a Starbucks in a Target sort of deal. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. McDonald's in the Walmart. It's a little store within a store. Right. Yeah. We had a good friend who was a big Apple head. I don't know what their term is, but he was into Apple computers (laughs) quite a bit. And he, I remember he was in love with CompUSA as soon as that opened up in that store. Yeah, well, I mean, Apple fans are devotees. They, they love everything that they put out. And I remember they had Apple experts. I don't know if they worked for CompUSA or maybe they're Apple employees, but they had their own experts that had different uniforms and they would stand just around the Apple stuff. And hot on the heels of that Apple agreement, George, you were just saying Radio Shack, you didn't have TRS-80s anywhere, but in Radio Shack, which was true. But in 1998, they got Tandy's Computer City subsidiary. The former CEO, Nathan Morton, worked out getting the Tandy computer line inside of CompUSA, along with Apple, along with PCs. They were truly a clearinghouse for computers. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were just sucking up all the others. It was a great place to be if you were a computer nerd back then. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, especially during that era, because obviously pre-Amazon, but... It was at a time when, John, you've talked about it before, building the computer was as much as having the computer. You had two different groups of people, right? You had the people who would go Mm -hmm. and get the PC at a place like Sears, maybe, or something like that, where they would get the compact already pre-built with whatever. The HP computer already built or whatever, right. But then you had the other group of people that were a little bit more like you and I, John, who would want to put the computer together from scratch because you wanted to pick and choose what went into it. You were like a magician if you figured that out. That was not (laughs) common knowledge. Not everybody knew how to do that. That was like solving a 
Rubik's Cube. I had a little side hustle where I built probably seven or ten different little mm-hmm. PCs for people at my mother's work. They all wanted computers, but they, they didn't know what to do or where to go. And I was like, well, you can go get your little CompUSA winner. I can build you one. And I made, I get like an extra hundred or two hundred dollars over parts. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. George, do you remember you and I used to continue that side hustle with those super cheap e-machines and sold yep. them to people? Absolutely. And then we got in trouble, not for reselling them, but because they were pieces of crap and people said it keeps crashing and we're like oh, oh no geez. we didn't build it we right. should have built it ourselves we should have gone to comp usa <laughs> and done it ourselves yep they just continued to expand into cool stuff stuff i never used but i learned about here and it makes common sense so they had the in-store support they expanded that in 98 to the CompUSA call center. So you'd have to go to the store to get support. You could dial in to their their call center. You could get OEM support for things they sell. They would hook you up with with, uh, support for software publishers, cellular phone service providers. They would try to do it all, be a clearinghouse. They wanted to be the absolute uniform, we are the place that does all this. They want to be the point of contact for all your electronic needs. Yeah, and I think they had a good shot at it until things started to crumble. Yeah. <laughs> until it did. Right. right. Yeah. And right. speaking of all these acquisitions they did, do you know they acquired Good Guy Electronics? I don't know if you, you're familiar I don't with even, those What's stores. Good Guy Electronics? I don't yeah, even know Good that Guys, well, I think it was in the North, but yeah, they gobbled up Good Guys. So Yeah. Which had a, they had a bunch of stores, like something like 50 stores, something around that number, but CompuSA bought the whole thing and basically closed like all of them. Wow. <laughs> well, they turned some of them into mega stores, like big right. CompuSAs, but then they closed, like you said, another 40 or 50 of them, I think. Why would you buy a whole chain that has established stores and then close 40 or 50 of them? That, to me, doesn't make a lot of sense. Competition. In the yeah. same town where there's a CompUSA and a Good Guys, I don't need both of them. So you can gobble up the store and the inventory and the business in that area. I get that. But convert, right? I mean, unless they're on the same street right next to each other, convert right. it Comp to USA your across name. across the street, like a Starbucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Convert it to your name and then have both locations, right? Well, in some places, you said, where was this? So in California and Hawaii, good guys had such a good name that they converted the store over and they called it CompUSA with good guys inside. That was the name <laughs> of the store? Yes. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. So this is the beginning of the end then, in other words, huh? You know who loved that conversion? <laughs> Were the people who make signs for the sides of buildings. <laughs> I, we charge per letter. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and around the same time, Best Buy had acquired this small company, Magnolia. And so as a response to CompUSA's marketing, they started marketing as Best Buy with Magnolia inside. Like, oh, jeez. What, <laughs> what would that mean? There's no good reason for that. They're just poking the CompUSA bear. I don't know well, why you would do they, that. They oh, apparently geez. stabbed the bear right in the heart because they're still around, those yeah. bastards. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's too bad. <laughs> so we're really getting into the mid-2000s now, and that's was kind of on the decline of CompUSA. We're not going to get yeah. into the decline yet, but the last thing they kind of did that was on the upswing, I think, was in 2005, uh, they started a customer loyalty program. And I remember this. Every dollar you spent, you would get so many points, CompUSA right. points, yeah. that you could yeah. then convert into discounts, or like it wasn't money, but it was toward yeah. things, right? It was credit. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's Get like coupons yeah. or... Right. As if I needed a reason to be loyal to CompUSA. I already loved going into the store, but they said, hey, if you come regularly, we're going to give you points and points. And I had a bunch of points, but it only lasted for a short time. It didn't last forever. But before we get into the decline of CompUSA, when we get back from the break, we're going to reminisce on our experiences at CompUSA. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, 
and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. No one puts the power of computers in America's hands like CompUSA and IBM. With revolutionary new products for 1994, like the PS1 with rapid resume to get you back to work faster, and the IBM ThinkPad for power to go. IBM and CompUSA, the power you want, the names you trust. We're everything you're looking for. We're CompUSA. I alluded that we're going to next get into the decline of CompUSA. That's very sad. But first, let's talk about happy memories that we have <laughs> of CompUSA when it the was good times. Yeah, and it, when it was at the top of its game. Right. Yeah. We're talking Michael Jordan playing for the Bulls with CompUSA. Right. It's <laughs> nice. It's actually, the good Comp. See a sports reference credit or a bonus point. It was. It was good. Thank you. It, it was, was, it was accurate. accurate too. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you say when Michael Jordan was the quarterback for Dallas. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> he played for the Maple Leafs. Right. right. I think yeah. That's right. Right, Michael Jordan was a quarterback for the PGA Tour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so CompUSA is something that I'm sad that it went away. Every time I am out driving around, I think to myself, I would love to stop into CompUSA because it was a place I didn't need to go to CompUSA. I wanted to stop by and just look around CompUSA. You know, yeah. it was I mean, fun to go. Yeah. I mean, for me, it was like very similar to going to Barnes and Nobles at the time. Mm. For me, going to a bookstore, oh, I yeah. went to a bookstore just to yeah. browse. You know, yeah. maybe I see an interesting book. Maybe not, but still, you know, I could spend hours in a bookstore and not buy anything. To browse, yes. Yeah, CompUSA yeah. was the same thing where I could go in there and see, oh, they got the latest this or like this. And also they there were a few places you get like software, like games and stuff, computer mm-hmm. games. Oh yeah. And so yeah, I on always the shelf. the latest yeah. shelf, the <laughs> just a huge <laughs> shelf of games that they would have. And of course you're reading the specs. Will this work on my computer? Will this work on my computer? <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, not and if it, didn't, if it didn't, they sell your graphics card just two hours <laughs> over, no <Right>. problem. <laughs> you know, that would have been a great marketing ploy. Like right below the box of the video mm-hmm. game that you're wanting to buy, video card that supports this game on aisle 27. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the best game ever. Runs great on. Just shrink wrap them together. Shit. Just right. there you go. Just buy this and this. You got it. You're set. <laughs> and the thing else that got me is that the people who work there also seem to know what they were doing. Like, you know, you can go there and ask them questions and talk with some of the people. And they were usually computer nerds also. So they were like, oh, like I remember like specifically going to buy a game. And I was like, hey, you know, the guy was saying, well, what games do you like? And I like, oh, I yeah. really like this one. This one. He's Oh, but you should look at this one. Like a game store does today, right? Like an old video rental yeah. store before yes. Blockbuster, yep. right? Mm-hmm. When you could walk in and you could talk to that clerk and he was like, why the hell are you trying to watch National Indian Poon's European vacation? <laughs> he knew. You should really be watching. Yeah, let me save you from yourself here. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's behind the counter in a cloud of cigarette smoke. He's right. got juju fruits on the counter. Right? <laughs> but he knew everything about every movie. And it was literally at that time when I experienced CompUSA, also when I was in college, we were in Tallahassee, George. There was like a CompUSA and a Best Buy that were in proximity to each other. It might have been across the street or just up the street, I think. They were far apart. And as much as like the employees at CompUSA seemed to be kindred spirits and common nerds and they knew stuff, 
somehow Best Buy got all the people that was rejected by CompUSA. They literally were the least informed yeah. people. Well, I think I remember our common friend talking about wages between CompUSA and Best Buy. Oh, really? Not that he ever worked at Best Buy, but I just remember mm-hmm. him talking about that other coworkers would say how the wages and the working conditions were better at CompUSA. Oh, okay. So the people with more knowledge would go there, and the people Good. who were just desperate sense. to have a job. any kind of a job whatsoever <laughs> a job, would right. end up at Best Buy with a blue polo and maybe that's how Best Buy survived. Maybe they just underspent their employee <laughs> salaries or something. I don't know. And I know this backtrack isn't let's all shit on Best Buy, but it, it for me, it should be, I can't help... I, I disliked Best Buy as much as I loved CompUSA back then for whatever reason. I just, I had negative experiences every time I went in and finally CompUSA was the de facto. I wouldn't walk into Best Buy unless I had to. I started having to do it when CompUSA closed and yep. I was so angry. Yeah. I just, oh, it just galls me. Yep. Yeah. But we talked about Amazon earlier and ironically, Amazon was complicit in the death of CompUSA. <laughs> but at that time, CompUSA was my Amazon. I went in there just like I browsed through CompUSA's electronics section now to see what's on sale. Yeah. Just like Mo said, I would walk in and browse and see. And invariably, I would not leave empty handed. But, you know, what'd you buy this time? My wife would ask like, well, (laughs) it was on sale. (laughs) That brings up a good question then. So we have all these fond memories of CompUSA. We Mm -hmm. all enjoyed the store. We all liked Mm -hmm. it, the environment and everything. But do you really remember like one item that was your favorite thing that you ever bought at a CompUSA? I can't think of anything specifics. I bought so much stuff. I remember like tons of stuff like parts, you know, video cards and memory sticks Mm -hmm. Hard drives and keyboards. Monitors, yeah, the whole nine yards. Yeah, it was almost like you walk into one of the big box tool stores now, and they have all the really nice tools, but then down on the bottom of the shelf, there's all the little dollar screwdrivers and stuff. You're like, well, shit, I need another Phillips screwdriver because it's a dollar. Yeah, (laughs) you can turn the cart. There were parts of CompUSA that felt that way too. Like, you know, I don't need a memory stick right now, but I'm going to. So (laughs) I might as well go ahead and grab two or three of them while you're there. While I'm here. Yeah. Well, I know I bought my first 3DFX card video card from CompUSA for sure, Mm, because I believe I used it to play Carmageddon on my (laughs) probably 200 megahertz PC that needed 3DFX to play it. But the biggest memory from CompUSA, it was was probably one of my biggest young life purchases that nobody helped me with. My parents didn't help me or anything. I was probably in my 20s in college or something. And it was the first big screen TV. When you say big screen. screen in air quotes. How big was this screen? I want to say it was probably like 50 something inches. Oh, that's pretty damn big. Yeah. For back then, especially. It, that's huge. Yeah, but it was 7,000 pounds. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> widescreen. It wasn't like the, it wasn't a tube TV was it either. Projection or? It was one of those RCA projection yeah. and it had like the big right. projector in the back with the red, green and blue lights that would shine up and it was actually not as heavy as you'd think because it wasn't a right. tube, but I remember buying it. I remember how much it cost because I think it was on sale and I think I spent like $3,500 on this yeah, TV. I believe it though. And it had to be, I don't know, 91 money, 92 money, something yeah. like no, that. I totally get that. a lot. And I took it home and I was able to get my computer hooked up to it by some, because the first thing I do is hook a computer to it to see what the computer looks like. And I'm playing emulated Pac-Man on this giant 50 something inch TV. I'm like, this is amazing. This is the best thing ever. But that's part of probably why I loved CompUSA because they were helpful. They're like, they didn't hard sell me on that no. thing. Of course they wanted me to buy the big one, but but I did. And man, I, I loved that TV until it just absolutely gave up the I mean, ghost. Basically though, I mean, CompUSA, and maybe this is just my memory's not as good as it used to be, but I 
don't remember them ever giving me a hard sale there. Like the sale, no. that wasn't their like tactic. No, there was never a car mm-hmm. salesman mentality. Right. Like at that some place. stores, like that's and that's why I did like Best Buy. I always felt like I was getting like the vultures would like start swarming you, like you needed another reason to dislike Best yeah, Buy. Yeah, <laughs> it was like oh, look at computers. I'm like, okay, dude, you feel like I already sound like you're selling me a car or something. You know, it's like yeah. Well, it's probably because of the caliber of employee. I mean, I didn't know until you were just tell, talking to George about the fact that they paid a little more, and so you had more like educated people there. Maybe I, I don't mean educated like hoity-toity, but knew more about the products they were selling, right? And so those people would typically, they're more interested in the technology than they are in making the sale. Right. They probably have as much fun talking about it and selling it as they were you buying yeah, it. And sure. I think that showed, that really showed in the experience that CompUSA. Yeah. What if any of our listeners worked in a CompUSA back in the day? I have to imagine. So if anyone did, please write and listen to your experience. The demographic <laughs> we pull in. I would love to hear. Yeah. If you have a story about CompUSA, you worked at it or have a great experience being a shopper, be sure, write in and let us yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Underneath my graceful exterior lies the interior of a computer geek. I mean, check out the camcorder and power book I got at Comp USA. I can record myself dancing. Then add effects and edit on the power book until I've created a masterpiece. And then, you know, edit some more. Now buy any Apple computer at CompUSA and get an Epson printer free. <sighs> well, <laughs> I guess we're we to the talk sad about part. The mm. sad part, because let me tell you, I don't think I've ever seen a store fall so quickly and so badly mm-hmm. from such a high place. Yeah, right? as these. Yeah. Do. I, I mean, it was depressing going to the stores there at the end. I mm-hmm. mean, it just wasn't the same. I mean, and I think it. You know, the beginning of the end was, but that way it was. I think around 2006 when they start like those membership cards that you brought before the the membership awards and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, all my points. Yeah, they got rid of them all. Right, they basically know. just just canceled it <laughs> like abruptly. And I know they offered some sort of refund or something for people to try to not get sued, I guess. But still, though, it was just like, I don't know, maybe they were just losing a ton of money on that or whatever, or it's open liability. I'm not sure what the issue was, but I know that was just horrible. Yeah, I I never got a refund on any points or anything. You know, they said something about any further investigation into how effective this is for customer retention, which basically means they're probably losing money, Yeah, which was the right. point, which based on the next few things we'll talk about was clearly they were losing money. Well, for sure. Because in the same year where they were canceling those cards, they announced closing 15 stores across the U.S. Now, that was just, just a few of their stores. Yeah, but when you start hearing about stores closing and not stores opening, some writing is on the wall. <laughs> sure, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the, some locations in California are going to be closing. Maybe they, they thought there were too many. You know, they were sure they spun it. They used those stores to liquidate discontinued items from other stores until the end of October, and then those 15 were gone. So, okay, maybe you're, maybe you're getting leaner. Maybe you're reorganizing. Maybe, yeah. you know, they were still trying 
trying because in November of that same year, they launched their home entertainment brand. They rolled out 40 of their stores, kind of like they had the Apple store. Mm-hmm. They had the home entertainment. I remember it was like a, it was a section. You walk through a little, little alcove and they had like right. sofas. You could sit down and loudspeakers yeah, yeah. and stuff. That was a pretty common thing at most of those big box electronics retailers. Mm-hmm. Best Buy yep. had one, Circuit City had one. I would imagine that they were following the trend. The only problem yeah, was their trend following. overall right. was closing stores. And it was. That's yeah. not a good trend to be on. Yeah. <laughs> by, no. by the end of that year in 2006, it was reported that their parent company was interested in putting CompUSA up for sale, mm. which always bodes well for how's the yes. company doing, right? Nobody yeah. sells a winning combination. They try to right. liquidate something that they want to wash my hands of this. We want to move on. We're making so much money. Let's just sell it. <laughs> Let's just sell it for, for peanuts. <laughs> That's what you do with something that's making a ton of money. Well, that makes a lot mm. of sense then, because in 2007, they went from closing 15 stores to closing and liquidating 126 stores. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a multiplication factor you don't want to be a part of, right? That's in one year. They said that they need to close and sell stores with low performance or non-strategic old store layouts and locations faced with market saturation. Okay, so we don't want to fix the inside of the store. Hmm. There's too many other cool stores around us, and the store Stores we are closing don't sell that much stuff. That's what that speak was about. Yeah, we give up. Yeah, they, it was. Yeah. Just ridiculous. That, that's me saying I give up. I'm not going to try anymore at that I store. mean, I guess they had, according to the CEO, Roman Ross. Okay, by the way, if your CEO's name is Roman Ross, you're fucked. That's the worst <laughs> name on the planet. Wow. That's like something. I'm sorry, Roman. Don't sue us. To hell with Roman. That's like out of a 1942 Golden Era comic book, Roman Ross. I expect him Roman to have Ross. like some kind of sidekick monkey thing that's going to devour you or something. Terrible. He sounds like Lex Luthor's like college roommate. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Lex and Roman. Those those rascals are always up up to something. (laughs) Well, the realignment apparently included a $440 million cash infusion from the store closures and all the reductions of Mm. expenses and corporate restructuring. But I don't quite understand that because an infusion generally means somebody invested in you or you sold something that got money in. Not closing stuff. Yeah. The infusion is we'll stop giving it to our employees at those 40 stores or 120 stores, whatever it was, and infuse it back into the stores that are still alive. Exactly. That's what it was. That was a shifting of money. That wasn't an infusion from outside. Yep. So something I really just don't understand is like, how do you close that many stores? Because part of the power is buying power, Yes, you're right. So buying power from your OEMs, right? You need to have stores to put that equipment in and you can't buy enough if you don't have enough stores already open. What you're talking about is Mo, okay, I've got 20 stores and I need to buy 2,000 parts of this widget to fill those 20 mm-hmm. stores, right? Because mm-hmm. yep. I need 100 of them in each store. But if you have 1,000 stores, well, now right. that partner that makes that widget is going to sell them to you at a tenth the price when you only had 20 stores or whatever. I would think. Right. So closing stores hurts your, that buying power. You're exactly right, Mo. Well, they were talking about liquidating in 2006. In 2007, they were acquired by Specialty Equity. Sure enough, they got spun Uh out and purchased. And right away, discussions started on an agreement to close the remaining 103 stores. I mean, at the p- specialty equity basically bought them to liquidate that's, them. I mean, that's that's, that's why exactly they what up. that felt like. That's right? what that sounds like. <laughs> yep. I'm investing in you to just flush all the money you've got, put it in my pockets, and shut you down. And that's where they it's were like headed. It's like buying mm-hmm. that person's really old car, not to drive it around town, but to sell it off for parts. Yeah. Right. That's exactly that's right. what they're doing. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah. The next year, 2008, a company called Systemax, they announced an agreement to acquire the brand 
the CompUSA brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. So at this point, CompUSA as we knew it was already dead. So this is 07. In 08, it's gone. They closed those other stores. But much like what Radio Shack's doing now or what Atari's doing now, they're not owned by Atari or Radio Shack, right? They Someone bought the brand and they're do doing stuff under that name for the, the brand recognition, sure, which right. I understand, but it, it but, dilutes your memory of it dramatically. Right. But also at that time too, because I remember the stores were just terrible and the experience was just awful. It reminds me of what people recently were talking about with fries. I loved fries when I lived out on the West Coast. Oh yeah. But mm -hmm. if you've seen any of the videos of how the last few fries stores closed, they were just deserts of empty Shelves. Yeah. And that's what CompUSA was back then. Yep. All the real CompUSAs had closed and the Systemax, they opened 16 retail outlets called CompUSA with the branding and everything. Huh. They were in Florida, Texas and Puerto Rico. That was it. I don't remember any of those resurgence. I remember if, hell, in 2008, if I saw CompUSA, I would have been really excited, but I, I never saw I one. I wonder if those were the things and the locations that became Tiger Direct later on. I think you're right. It yeah. could be. I kind of have that memory, but I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And I guess as a last gasp or last struggling to survive or whatever, in 2008, around October, they had this strategy called Retail 2.0, which <laughs> two point, that's, which you Dunder know Mifflin right away. 2.0. <laughs> that's the most internet slangy name for a strategy I've ever heard. Come on. Yeah, which makes you wonder, what happened to 1.0? What happened to 1.1? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they closed it down. Right. Yeah. 2008, everybody was laughing at the two dot whatever yeah. crap that somebody oh, I know. Out. So what was this 2.0 about? So it was supposed to like integrate internet shopping convenience with a retail store. So I guess it was kind of like a, kind of trying to combine the whole brick and mortar with the internet. Like you go to the store and they had computers set up. I remember seeing some, I heard about this and you could buy online from there if they didn't have it in the store, but if they did, you could pick it up. It was a silly. What the, because the whole point of the brick and mortar is to hold it in your hands, yeah, look at exactly, it, see, exactly. you know, get that textile feel. The whole point of the internet shopping is to not have to go out of your damn house. Right. Yeah. Having a brick and mortar store that is selling on, that's like putting the, hey, Fox, sleep in the hen house. Just eat yourself. It's going to consume right. it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, by 2012, they were done. They had ceased all operations, even the Systemax stuff, even the Retail 2.0 stuff, even the Blast <laughs> Gasp efforts were done. Uh, and right before we started recording, George, you said you remembered, wait a minute, what about the resurgence? Because there's a yes. website, CompUSA.com. Like, yeah. really? We got, let's look that up. A, yeah. I'd seen a YouTube video or something that was talking about how the brand had been purchased at some point in its history, obviously by Systemax, yep. and it had been turned into an online website. So John was feverish looking for it and he found out uh, apparently that was closed in 2018 so done just a yeah. couple years back finished so they had life death life death all throughout the early aughts up till now and it's it's just a it's a sad state of affairs for something that we loved so much at a pivotal time in my life like had i been around comp usa when i was like 10 or 12, it wouldn't have mattered to me. I was into sports and computers weren't a real big thing. Mm -hmm. But in that first leaving home college age era that I was going through at that time, CompUSA was something that kind of transitioned me from one state of being, like the athlete guy who was going out with friends and everything, over into a new state of being, which was computers and networking and electronics technologically and, inclined yeah and yeah, yeah and it was CompUSA was one of the big factors of that environment for me you make a really good point i mean gen x grown up itself we say it's all about nostalgia for the 70s and 80s right but you really put your finger on exactly why we celebrate these things it's not because CompUSA was such a great company we want to support them and talk about them I and mean, that's fine but <laughs> it's how it relates 
to that experience growing up in that era and what it meant to you. It's a touchstone. You know, it's like, yeah, Pac-Man, you love Pac-Man, but the game Pac-Man is okay. But what Pac-Man represents in your life and your experiences and what was going on Mm -hmm. in the world at that time, it's kind of this totem, right? It's the the thing you keep in your pocket to remind you of that. It's the, the touchstone. And CompUSA was one of those things that, and especially because it's gone. You can't even go back and walk around <laughs> wow. one and go. That's what you said is like, because it's dead now. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. It so, is though. Yeah, yep. We talk about the life and death and life and death. It was kind of just life, awesome life, death, clear, boop, clear. Right. But they tried to resurrect yeah. it. It was on life support. Oh, oh so sad. Poor CompUSA. We miss I you. <laughs> All across America, computers are changing people's lives, and one company is changing the way people buy them, CompUSA. With over 5,000 computer products at everyday low prices and friendly, knowledgeable salespeople to help you find everything you need, which is why more Americans buy computers at CompUSA than ever before. We're everything you're looking for. We're CompUSA. America's computer superstore. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is sadly going to put a bow on this backtrack talking all about CompUSA, which itself had a bow put on it back in 2005, 6. <laughs> and 12 and 18. And 12 and 18, again <laughs> and yeah. again and again. <laughs> but you know what keeps giving us renewed vigor and life? It's our supporters over on Patreon and over on YouTube. And I want to thank all these fine folks that support us financially by giving a few dollars every single month to keep the lights on here at Gen X Grown Up. And I want to thank first these Patreon folks, Stu Monkey, David Shelby, Miss So, Travis, Sean, Butterspider, Agile, Chris, Matt, Blaster, Stash, Chad, Marcus, Sparks, Uno, Clay, Thanos, Levi, Stubaka, Greg Z, Aaron, Lee, Slow-Mo, Greg L, Greg L, Tony G, Jason, Dana, Mike C, Tony R, Dan, Thomas, Chet, Karen, Mark, Ben, Jonathan H, Arlem, and Davis. And of course, those folks who click that little join button on YouTube and become members, Mike M, Aaron, Mike C, Miss So, Stubaka, Strider, Blaston, and Stash, and Marcus, Marcus, and Thanos. Wow, this, we're going to have to, we're coming close to the 100 episode mark. We're going to have to rethink reading all of these names. We'll talk about it. Decide what to do. I can't yeah. make it through it anymore. It used to be like ten names, and I blew through them. And now, so many, so many generous people. Oh, I know. If you would like to join this amazing roster of people to support what we do, Mo, would you tell them how they can get that done? Oh, absolutely. We actually have a couple ways. One is go through our Patreon, which is genesisgrownup.com/slash/patreon. There you can pick, you know, whatever level you're comfortable with, anywhere from $1 up to $25 a month or more, maybe, who knows? But anyway, they, <laughs> but the thing is, and the more you give, we also have swag. We have behind the scenes. We have a whole bunch mm-hmm. of like special videos, special things just for our Patreon members. Or you can even go to YouTube and become a member there. In which case, it's just going to any of our videos and click that join button. And for $2.99 a month, you become a supporter from there. And again, every single dollar, every single penny we get just goes right back into our programming and just really helps us keep going. We do. Yeah. Pick one of our colloquialisms, keeps the lights on, keeps gas in the tank. It does all of those things. We certainly appreciate those folks. That is going to wrap it up for this backtrack. We'll be back with another one in two weeks. Don't worry. And next week, 
the regular edition of our show. I was worried for a second. Don't, don't worry, Mo. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Oh, man, always fun. And fourth listener, it's you. We all appreciate most of all, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. So Karen went on to say, also, I have an addiction to the planes, trains, and... Oh, addiction. Addiction? <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> okay. Well, she might have an addiction to the movie, but... Yeah, it's understandable. Okay, try again. That's right after the break. I think I said after the break, didn't you I? You did. Never mind. You did. I did. Good. Okay, no need to say it twice. <laughs> All right. You can if you feel strongly about it. That's... <laughs> you can say it twice if you want to sound stupid. Go ahead. We'll let yeah, you. I won't stop you. Up the street, I think. They were far apart. No, doesn't I'll, I'll go with the lie, but yeah. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I remember that I would Circuit drive to Circuit City both, was so. near Best Buy. Oh, is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Same colors. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.